0: Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina
1: on ABC Radio, Perth and WA. Yes, welcome. Welcome to Roots and Shoots. Sabrina Hahn, good morning. (sighs) Good
2: morning.
0: thought you were going to go with a bit of Robin Williams work there. It was almost (laughs) like the good morning Vietnam (laughs) (laughs) intro.
2: Now, I was wondering whether to say good morrow, good morning or good moaning. Wow. with the original and the best. Yeah, yeah. I figured I'd play it safe. No, you, Since when? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <You've>, um... <laughs> it's, that's it. That's done. That's my safety play for the entire oh, year right great. there. Here we go. I'm <laughs> getting po- finger poised over the dump button. Uh, you've had a busy week. Yeah, well, of course, it's the Perth uh, Garden Show, which started on Thursday and goes until Sunday. And I reckon this year they've got the most nurseries they've had for a very long time. So if you want plants for your garden, buy the jolly Jingoes, Get down there. I'm there every day. Really? Yep. So you can, if you can't get through on the phones this morning, pop in, on down
0: in person.
2: In person, you can see me in the flesh. Yeah.
0: That's well, I'll a have strange.
2: clothing on,
0: of well, course. Yeah. Not well, just. Got to be not safe all, in the garden.
2: Yeah. Not all flesh.
0: No. No, no. So, wow. <laughs> you,
1: Imagine, might, you might get a few different sorts popping down now, just perhaps, to see what they can find. Yeah, perhaps that bloke
0: in all... Bunbury who always calls <laughs> to try and get a date with you—he down there in a flash.
2: He's a favourite, <laughs> <Is> it he? <laughs> but there's, um, but there's all sorts of different. Uh, experts and different things going on down there it's actually really really good display and they've also got the display gardens to inspire you Mm. to recreate your little garden of eden
0: is it frowned upon if you see a garden mm-hmm. and you replicate the same thing at your place? No, that's
2: because because you could never actually exactly replicate it anyway. Okay. So
0: people don't get if you if you have some certain combos or mm-hmm. yeah. you know plants put together that might be a bit different people won't be like, "Hey, that's that's my idea."
2: No, okay. not at all, because everything every all gardeners like to share.
0: Okay, I'm just trying to get a sense of the community no, as, no, no, I, no. as I try to immerse myself in it.
2: Of course, of yeah. course, Jamie. I get
1: no, that though. They're, they're it's, not like, it's not like interior design. Like if I set up my lounge room a certain way, then went to my friend's house and they'd copied all my furniture and no. layout, you'd be a bit peeved.
2: Well, you could never, ever, ever, ever replicate it because everyone's different soil type. You have a different, whether it's north... Facing north or facing west, mm-hmm. um, you know some people are good gardeners. They'd put stuff in that looks awesome. Other people have put it in, and it's probably all going to die. Yeah. So, mm. so you, so you're quite safe to try and completely replicate what you see there before you. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. That, well, that's exactly right. Mm. But also with the display gardens, they pack them in, so you can't ever replicate that anyway because you can't fit. 60 plants in the space of one metre. Right. What do they do with
0: a display garden once it's finished being a display garden?
2: Flog it off. They flog all the plants off. Cheap. So come if you come on Sunday afternoon, oh, you're in for some bargains. Excellent. Can you barter? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh, yes.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Like I've made this big bug, hairy caterpillar thing. And I don't want to have to take all those plants back from the caterpillar. What? Well, Uh. I'm trying to encourage people to put plants in that actually attract beneficial insects. Okay. So I've made a great big hairy caterpillar. Cool. With plants.
0: Oh, so if I stand back, I'm like, it's a caterpillar. And then I get closer and I go, exactly fooled me. right. Fooled plants. you. Yeah.
2: Fooled you. But all the plants that I've packed in there, I don't want to have to pack them up and take them back home. Mm. There you go. So plant's make an offer. Cheap. Come hairy, on down. carry
1: Caterpillar installation <laughs> free to a good home. I love
2: it. I trimmed the caterpillar's fringe yesterday. Oh. It was getting a bit wayward. You're so talented. <laughs> you can oh, do anything. Land sakes. If you... <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you've got a question for Sabrina this morning, you can give us a call 1300 three hundred triple 720 or you can text it through 0437 922 720. Andrew in Craigie has done just that. Good morning to you, Andrew.
3: Hi, guys. How are you going there? Yeah, good. All hey. right, uh, just a quick one. I've got a frangipani. It's about four metres tall and about three metres wide. I quieted a week ago. I've transplanted it. I've got some good stuff from the nursery to put in the ground with it. Yeah. i staked it up. Um, I've been watering it regularly. Is there anything else I should be doing to give it the best chance of living?
2: No, because they're tough as old boots, Andrew. Yep. So you, you've you given that frangie a, a damn good lot of loving, and I reckon from this point on it's, it's all looking good. Yep. Now, when it become when it drops, all its le- has it got any leaves left?
3: Yeah, it's got leaves. Some people have said to pull them all off. No, no, just yeah. they'll just drop off. Yep. So,
2: come winter, make sure that you do not overwater it. All right, that's um, the main thing. That's the big killer
3: because it rots. What sort of should I be watering it every day, every second day, now? At the no, moment,
2: or every third day. Uh, every third day. At this time of the year, and then as it starts to get cool, and you've got because doesn't really have does it have many roots?
3: Oh, uh, it's had a few. We have to cut a little, a few of the bigger, a little big ones off. And yeah. Up.
2: So every third day is is cool bananas, and then yep. if we get rain in what month are we in now? April. Yep. Yep. So if we start getting rain in May, that will take it through to the through the winter months, and you won't need to water.
3: And any sea salt at all?
2: Nothing, because it'll start going into dormancy soon. Andrew. All
3: right, beautiful. All right, thanks a lot for that. Well Well done, Andrew. Have
1: a good one. See you.
2: Fantastic.
1: How about Teresa in South Fremantle? Hi, Teresa. Good morning.
2: Good morning.
4: I have a problem. Hi, gorgeous, Sabrina. Oh. I have a problem with my guava tree, which I'm so delighted. It has so many fruit on it. And I've just been outside this morning because I thought I'd better get my facts right for your information. 72 of them have fallen off. Oh,
2: my
0: Lord. I'm pretty sure I counted they 73. They keep falling <laughs>
4: off and off and off, and there's hardly any left on it. Oh, it's And a they're reason. not ripe, of course, no. Sabrina.
2: No. Now, that is a major problem because it breaks your heart. I know. So you look out and you go, "Woohoo! Yeah. I'm going to have such a bumper guava season and then you end up with zero. I know. So fruit drop like that, like mass, mass yeah. murder of fruit, can be caused by some kind of stress in the root system. As in too much water, not enough water, but it can also be a one of the trace element mineral deficiencies right so um, so the big thing is to try and get all those minerals into the ground when the fruit first starts forming right um, so it's hard to know really what the cause would be, but I would say there's some deficiency um. It balance of fertiliser there.
4: Right. Well, I don't... I hardly use any fertiliser because I bury all my kitchen scraps and so forth. Yep. But... And it wouldn't be overwatering, certainly in my garden. Okay. So it must be something to do with the trace elements.
2: Yeah. So you need to go and get yourself a fertiliser that's got all the minerals in it. So you want more than just NPK. You want magnesium, manganese, sulphur, iron, all those other sorts of things, particularly for fruiting trees. Okay. And then after flowering, you can actually um, get a, a trace element foliar spray All over the tree because it absorbs the potassium through the leaf tissue.
4: Right. Oh, so I'm broken hearted looking forward to this amazing crop, something I love. Yeah. And looking after it, and it's grown so well, it's been amazing. Well, at least it's healthy. Yeah. It's had so much fruit. And I thought maybe it had too much fruit and it was dropping. Yeah.
1: But no, it's not so. No. Better better luck next year, Teresa. Thank you very much for your call.
0: Yeah, that's a shame. Teresa and I could have been good friends because I don't mind a guava gin fizz. Uh, But now that the guavas are gone... That's not going to happen. What no, you no, know?
1: we're talking about drinking again. Sorry. Um, roots and shoots at quarter past nine.
0: How does that always Our happen? Surprise. Yeah. Uh, a few texts coming through. I'm going to get are to they, those in a moment. Are they really, Jane? There are, right. yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, in fact, so many that I lost the one I wanted to read out and now I'm padding by <laughs> heading to this email. Oh,
2: excellent. Professional.
0: Um, this says, it came through. You can send us emails. Do that. It's perthweekends at abc.net.au. Uh, this says, G'day, Sabrina. G'day. Uh, I have a palmetto lawn, Mm -hmm. like a buffalo. Mm. Uh, At this time of year, we experience numerous piles of dirt, like mud really, on top of the lawn. It's a nuisance because it gathers on people's shoes. Uh, Do you know what causes it and is there any way to treat it? Um, I suppose that whatever it is, maybe aerating the lawn might help. Uh, that is from an anonymous email in Salter Point.
2: Okay. So can be ants. Okay. So it can be ants, but it can also be worms. Right. Because, but I doubt if it's worms at this time of the year. You know, in winter, Jamie mm-hmm. and Charlotte, mm-hmm. when it rains heavily, uh, worms can drown. Really? Yeah. Now you see them, they'll all climb up the wall of your house. Sounds a like bit tragic, the, really. Like the sinking Titanic, they get out of there. So I don't think it's worms, so it's probably ants. Now, because there's so many different species of ants, right? you need to know which species is doing what. So you have to go out there with a piece of sticky tape and capture some ants on the sticky tape. Yep. And then you send those into the ag department. They will tell you what sort of ants you've got. The only other thing it could be, if there's trails, is sand gropers, um, which are a real thing, not just West Australians. Yeah, it's actually a real little little insect.
0: That's what it. we're named after. Yeah, a little insect. A
2: little insect that crawls along the underneath the dirt. Okay. Ah. Uh, I would say that it's one of those. Now, if you're getting little piles of sand, you may need to use a wetting agent and then water that in really well. But first of all, you need to discover
0: what it is. Okay. Good luck. Uh, happy hunting. Mm. Uh, just on the text, uh, they yeah this Anne. Mm. As texted in last week as well, and we couldn't get to it. So let's ah, do it today. Yeah, uh, we have native wisteria by the side of our driveway. The bed's mm-hmm. pretty narrow. Uh, it's mm-hmm. filled with brown sand, dunk, mm-hmm. craig, uh, and a bit of builder's sand from when the house was built. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a picture of a couple of them here that are going brown. Yeah,
2: I remember uh, that from last week. Yeah,
0: that picture. so Here's another reminder for you. Do yeah. you know what's kind of going wrong yeah. here?
2: That looks bad. Really? Okay. So the the okay the thing with the native hardened the native wisteria, is you must prune it after flowering and you've got to prune it really hard. Otherwise, you get it gets all dead and woody. So the leaves on that are going sort of uh, all brown on the edges and yep. looking like they're, they're dying. I reckon they've hit the bricky sand. So... People just put native plants in any kind of soil thinking that it doesn't really matter. But you have to remember the native wisteria comes from the southwest and you have to improve the soil when you put them in. So I would say it's hit pockets of dirt it does not like. You'll need to improve that bed with a bit of compost, a little bit of clay um, just to make it, uh, you know, a bit... A, a bit nicer for for the hardened year to grow i would prune it back right now even though they flower early spring prune it right back improve the soil and you'll find it will be much much happier
0: yeah it makes a lot of sense doesn't it because it may be a, a native plant but where is it native yeah so, where's yeah. it native too yeah
1: mm. Mm. let's go to bobby b who's in geraldton and wants to ask about climbing roses good morning bobby Hang on. Good morning, Bobby. Ooh, hello, Bobby. Oh, you know what? The button monkey's at it again. Good morning, Bobby. Oh,
5: good morning. Oh, morning.
1: It's my fat fingers. I apologise.
5: That's all right. How are you going when this morning? Prune climbing roses. Yeah?
2: Oh, when do you prune? Yeah. Ah, oh, sorry. Okay, so is it a repeat flowering rose? No. It only flowers in spring? Yep. Okay, so you cannot prune it now. So you have to wait until the end of spring.
5: Oh, okay.
2: Okay, so when it finishes flowering, Bobby, that's when you prune it. So if you've got flowers that only, you know, the older fashioned roses that only flower once and they flower in spring, you do it at the end of their flowering. You don't, because if you prune them in winter, You prune off all the flowering wood.
5: They're finished flowering now.
2: They're finished flowering now. Yes. And when did they start flowering? In spring. So they are repeat flowers then. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in that case, you need to prune them in June, July. All right. So you're in Geraldton, so I would prune them in June.
5: You've got a long lot of... Long woody bits on them.
2: Yeah, well, take with climbing roses, Bobby. You can what you do is you prune everything off, bar your main three or four um, arms that are coming out, long stems that come out. And you take all the rest off. Once the once the the stems get thicker than your uh, say golf ball round, you take them off entirely.
5: Well, what I read a little while ago, you. Prune
2: them now. No, that's no. not no. Definitely not. Not not. Not not not. No 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 no. What you prune Sabrina them in says June, goes Bobby. <laughs> no, hey. don't, don't prune them now, Bobby.
5: Thank you, you busy crew.
1: <laughs> <We> <laughs> try. Our pleasure. We try. Thank you very much, Bobby. Brian in Beachborough has a pomegranate problem. Good morning, Brian.
5: Good morning. How's How's
2: that morning for a Brian? No, that was smooth, <laughs> <you>. Charlotte. Smooth.
5: <laughs> I've got lovely pomegranates growing, but um, they're not sweet. And I've got two trees uh, growing beside each other. One sheds every single leaf, while the other doesn't. So Uh, I was wondering what could I do to make the the really big-sized pomegranates, but they're not very sweet.
2: Yep. Uh, Usually um, minerals. Minerals, Brian. Okay. So um, you need – for fruit, what happens with some fruit is if they access a lot of nitrogen, you get really good growth, you get really big fruit, but they don't have much flavour. So, mm. so it's about balancing all of – getting a fertiliser that's got it. You want at least 60 different minerals, oh. okay? So um, now if you've got one that sheds its leaves and the other one doesn't, that's mm-hmm. quite normal in plants because some plants will be a bit more, it's like a, a little microclimate. So there could be different varieties of pomegranate, okay. Okay. which is probably what the case is. And um, this
5: one has just started fruiting, yeah? the second one. Oh, okay, changed. great. It wasn't fruiting at all. Right. But so, given us about five or six pomegranates.
2: Oh, well, it's on the way. It's on the way.
5: Okay. <laughs> it means
2: it means it started and it's good to go now, Brian. Yeah. It's going okay. to you'll get fruit every year now?
5: Yes, I get fruit every year with the other one, yeah. but this one is just started. Yeah.
2: So um so when
5: do I prune them?
2: Sorry. In in yeah. winter, Brian. You've got to wait yeah. until July. Okay. Yep. All right. And okay. then you can prune them as hard as you want.
5: All right, okay. Thank you. So okay. Much. Thanks, Thanks, Brian. Brian.
2: Bye-bye. Bye.
5: Bye bye.
0: Uh, back to our game of what is this? Oh, Sabrina.
2: I love these games. On the
0: text. Yeah. It's what we play during Roots and Shoots as is. this it's slowly fabulous. loads due yes. to the ABC's internet oh, capabilities. That's a, what that's is
2: it? A Mickey Mouse plant, it's called. it's more of a Minnie Mouse. It's called Ochna, O C H N A, and it's actually a weed. Oh, really? So oh, it's, quite it's pretty a declare. For a yeah, it's very pretty. So
0: it's red in colour.
2: Yeah, mm. and it has sort of Minnie Mouse ears. Yeah, um, and the reason it's a weed is it's a it's a shrub it gets to about two to three meters. Um, the birds love the seed, and they drop the seed, and it pops up everywhere, and it becomes a problem in the bushland because it's very good at taking over areas. So, ochna.
0: Okay. Mm. Uh, from Charlie in Pemberton, is mm. it too late? Is it too late to prune my nectarines and pre- and peach trees?
2: Uh, no, because I haven't done mine and I'm doing mine on Monday. have been be- busy. I've been very busy. <laughs> um, no, it's not too late. You know what? And I think next week's going to be like in the 30s. Yes, yeah, 32, 32 on Monday, I think I it know. was. I know. I was stunned when I was reading out the weather mm. early this morning. So our fruit trees are going to think that... they're they're still in summer or spring or they won't know. Mm, They're confused. That's what I've said to my nectarine tree. Look, I'm sorry I haven't got around to you, but it's still, you know, it's still really a bit like summer, so I'm going to prune you next week.
0: Just on that... Is it okay to talk to your plants? Is it's there any essential. benefit?
2: Yeah. Really? Huge mental health benefits in talking to your plants.
0: Charlotte's just raising an eyebrow <laughs> at me. But I read something during the week that was talking about the benefits of talking to plants. Mm-hmm. And I sent it around to a few friends going, Take a look at this, give me a spell. Uh, but you're saying it's it's a good thing.
2: I think it's a great thing because number one, plants are not judgmental, so yeah. you can tell them anything. <laughs> and they're not going to go, Pfft, that was really It just shrivels up
0: and dies. In <laughs> stupid
2: <laughs> thing to do. And don't forget, plants are living things. Therefore, they emit energy, okay. don't they? So if you're around plants and they're emitting energy, it's usually good energy because they're giving you oxygen. So when you talk to them, they might give you a little bit more back.
0: Hmm. And if they're... they start talking back to you, though, that's a good process.
2: <laughs> there's a tribe, there's a tribe um, in America that um, they, they are, they're like tree healers and they go around when trees are sick. And you know how trees they have a cambium layer and they pull up water and nutrients so certain people apparently can feel the energy or the, the turgidity of what's going up the, the trunk. And if a tree is sick, they can heal it.
0: Just through the touch of their palms. Yes, beautiful.
1: Mm. Wombat's on the line. Wombat, you wombat! talk to your plants, don't you? You have conversations with your your plants.
3: Oh, I have a conversation with everything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's why we love you on this program, Wombat.
1: Yeah,
5: Sabrina, <laughs> I got problems with mice. I think they're uh, come immune to me fennel. Oh,
2: no, Wombat.
5: I've got, I've got to tie string around me mouse traps. Yeah. I off of mouse traps. <laughs>
2: hey, you might you might have to get a ferret wombat.
5: <laughs> well, I need more than a bloody ferret.
2: A ferret, a wombat, <laughs> mice. Now mice mice are tricky little sods to get rid of, aren't they? And wombat, you've got to be careful when you're gardening with mouse traps. <laughs> oh, I know they that. These, these are just outside my door. Ah. Oh, well you've got what? to well, you've got to stop feeding them, Wombat.
5: Well, I'm feeding them. I, I put cheese on the trap and they get caught in it. That's before I put strain on it. Yeah. And i got the whole day looking for the mouse traps.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why they're so attracted to your place, Wombat.
5: Oh, buggered if I know. I mean, oh, it, I don't it, know. It, it wouldn't be bad if it was a cup of shirlers, but it's only bloody more. ha. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Going to need more than cheese, Wombat, let me tell you.
2: That's right, Wombat. You've got to get the romantic music happening and the and the candlelight. And I, yeah, I tell you what, Wombat, there might be a kind of, maybe there's some music that mice don't like and you could put a little tape recorder out there. and ACDC? Yeah, a, bit, a little bit of ACDC. I don't think mice would go for that.
0: Wouldn't have thought so. No?
2: no. Or, Why don't you get a little uh, flute and then go down the main street of
1: Hope Town, Wombat, and then lead them all off. Flute the cliff. music, like the part. Yeah, that's what.
2: No, that's not a bad. Oh, Try that. No. Do you Try play that. the flute, Wombat?
5: No, but i played it
2: Well, there you go. I I don't know what else you can do, Wombat. It's, it's a. Well, have to. We'll put it out to the. I tell you what, Wombat. All our listeners, they'll they'll ring in. So you stay tuned because they'll ring in with some ideas for you. Okay, wombat. Keep you updated, wombat. Thanks for the call.
0: Oh wow! Poor old wombat. If he does go with that flute idea, just send a little video, wombat. That would be. See that. That will go viral. I
1: want to see that. Yeah. Shall we go to Jenny in Canning Vale? Good morning, Jenny. Oh, good
4: morning. Hello, Sabrina. Hello, Jenny. Um, I'm a bit nervous. I've never done this before. Oh, Jenny!
2: Welcome to the little ABC family here.
4: Thank you. I listen to you most weekends. So, Uh, Sabrina, we do I was watering now a camellia tree the other day Mm -hmm. and I found this uh, pod on it and it had this seed inside it. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, is that... Could I grow that? Yeah,
2: absolutely, Jenny. They grow really quite well from seed.
4: Oh, good.
2: Yeah. So um, you need to get get some proper seed-raising mix. Yes. um, Because it needs to be quite quite friable. And then you plant the seed twice the depth of the seed... And just water it and then put it in a nice protected space. The seed has to be fully mature though, so you've got to wait for it to be fully ripe.
4: Oh, right. Yep. So it, it's very dry now. So okay, perfect. And the pods opened. So yep. that's how I found it. Because yep. I thought, I actually thought it was
2: a dead flower on, oh, on the tree. Yeah. Now <laughs> and that's. This
4: little pod with this seed in it.
2: So. Well done, you clever thing. <laughs> now, Jenny, it may not be exactly the same as the mother plant. Right. Because it's a seed, you can get variation, which is right. exciting. Yes. <laughs> So so plant that into seed-raising mix and you've got a whole new camellia.
1: Oh, terrific. Yeah. Thanks so
4: much, Sabina. That okay, no
2: worries. That was easy, wasn't it, Jenny? That's Nothing right. to be nervous about.
1: We'll speak <laughs> to you again next week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, Thanks Jenny. Bye-bye.
2: There's the... Um, there's the, the camellia, uh, azalea mobber there at the garden show. Oh, you know what is there? No. Uh-huh. If you've got kids that are into cannibalistic plants, there's most awesome display of all the, you know, the jug flowers, the the plants that capture insects. Yeah. Nice. Sun and... And I was watching, because that's next door to to where I am, the stand I'm in. With the hairy caterpillar. With the hairy caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kids, like, the kids were just drawn to them because they're the most extraordinary yeah. plants. They're incredible. fascinating. What does
0: that say about these kids who want to watch these insects get gobbled mm. up by plants, hey? Kids love stuff Yeah, it's, like I'd, I'd be drawn to that as well, I reckon. Mm.
2: And mm. if you want native plants or... There's a great tree display on... Growing from seed, every single stage of from seed to a very big tree. There's right. heaps of stuff. Come on down. Check I'm it doing. Out. A, I'm doing a talk at eleven. Are oh, you? Yeah? Yep. Don't know what on yet, but and then um, you'll be
0: auctioneer a little later, so you don't have to pack stuff up.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Hey, just quickly uh, from Dave in Hilton zero four double two seven twenty. He's got three Calberry carpets. Oh, and yeah. three purple fountain grass. Why yeah. are you laughing?
2: Well, you know, people are probably thinking oh, I've heard of Persian carpets. Yeah, but the Calbarri carpet. Not Calabari carpet. It's a. It's an Eremophila ground cover.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
2: and the witch fountain.
0: Uh, It is a purple fountain. A purple
2: fountain, yes.
0: Anyway, uh, the Calberry carpet is struggling a bit because of some shade. Yeah. What else could I plant there in its place and really liking to keep the Verge native, if possible, from Daniel and Hilton?
2: I'd put in Myoporum. Okay. Creeping Boobiala. Myoporum. It's a very lovely shade plant.
0: Yeah, it sounds delightful.
2: Yeah, it's pretty groovy. Okay. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we've had, we've got... Someone's crept in the studio. I know. While we were chatting. Sneaky, sneaky. Very quietly, very quietly crept in. You may not know what it is, but it's our favourite little frogman, Johnny Profumo. Hello. Well, hello, my little frogman. And he's brought in what you got there? some takeaway food containers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yum. Breakfast. What is this? A frog le- snack. Don't let the lid fall off. No. Now, see people don't people never see the real the real frogs that we have in Western Australia because everyone thinks that frogs should be large and green, don't they, Johnny? Mm. But what's your motto? It's not easy.
6: It's not easy being brown. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's
0: a little frog in there. So there's some leaves, there's some twigs, and there's Mm. a little
2: little tiny brown frog frog.
6: jumping around.
0: Mm. What is it? They're little.
6: um, Little squelching frogs. Right, they grow to a maximum about two two and a half centimeters. Okay, and they're the most common. They should be the most abundant frog in our system because there's the small things, and the small things are what should be like even small birds, yeah, insects. So yeah, the frog, this particular frog, symbolises what we should have in our system is little things, but they're they're brown and they have claws, and they actually don't like a lot of water, um, and so. It's just a reflection of our environment that we live in. We live in the most, the driest inhabited continent on this planet, and we don't have a lot of green frogs. Why is this little guy important? Because he's a small he's a small critter, and they a lot of frog ninety percent of frog biomass, like from the eggs to the tadpoles to the to the frogs themselves, are food for other animals, and so they 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 have an on flow effect. The other thing is. Um, Frogs themselves create um, they feed on insects and so things that we call pests. So they yeah. have a service. They have yeah. a they have a pest pest service for Look us. at his
2: claws. Can see
6: Excuse them me. just through claws? the bottom there. Johnny, no, yeah. do
1: they make noise, these little cuties?
6: Yeah, yeah. They sound like they're being <laughs> squeezed. They're called a <laughs> squelching frog. Do that again. Ah, oh, here we go. I just have to get my armpit out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, you know, they haven't started calling yet. I've got another character over here. I'll just... Oh, wow, there's more. Yeah, there's more. This is uh, a moaning frog and they've just started calling and probably one of the most iconic of our frogs um, that probably keep people awake. Uh, and, and it's probably a good take-home message for people to start just turning down their retic because and, and, we've been past the equinox and so... The the sun is in the southern hemisphere, in the northern hemisphere now, and and so we're able to just turn the retick down or off because what they do is they live in the upper edges of the landscape and so there's a trigger of extra night time and so the boys come down to what they call a seasonal wetland because they can't take a lot of water, remember that? Don't have a lot of water in this country. Mm -hmm. And um, so they they make their way to a seasonal wetland and... um, just a couple of nights ago, they started calling. Mm-hmm. But on their way down, if they happen to feel like a bit of soil moisture, um, they'll think, "Oh yeah, someone's got their retic on." But this is this is probably going to flood, so I'm going to burrow down here, and I'm going to call oh. for the next six to eight weeks. And um, so that's that, that's a form of that's a form of torture for people. And so the museum gets more calls for this little critter than any other. And it's such a an amazing looking little frog. What, it grows uh, to about. Oh,
1: we, sorry, 60. we're just passing around here. A he's, an, uh, he's a larger a frog. plastic container yeah. with a frog yeah. with no lid on it. Yeah, we. No, he's all right. That this frog yeah. is not going to like bounce around the studio, and I'll be searching for it like I've been searching for my coffee cup for the last oh. three weeks. I oh, no.
2: oh, He really kind of reminds he's me. He reminds me of my partner's mother. <laughs> Wow. It's kind of, you know, podgy in the middle. Are uh, you could really do go Lumpy, lumpy bits um, and wet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look, just on that, well.
6: you, you seem to attract that kind of, uh, kind of... I've got two mates. One of them's called Jason and one of them's Mother. And <laughs> oh, they're, they're in love right with me. And they yeah. will fight to the death over you. <laughs> they, they're probably in the boat now, Muzza? Jason, you, you're probably they're, they're probably eyeing your other off now. Oh, I know. Whoever I comes back wins. I
2: don't, I don't really, I don't really have a partner, mother. I'm just making that up. So this is a much larger frog, and yeah. and I know because we get calls here. People ring in and say, "I've got a bloody moaning frog out the kitchen window," yeah, and um, it's driving me insane. And what can I do to get rid of it? And I go, "Oh my goodness." Don't.
6: Little fella's
0: moving around a little
6: bit in
2: there yeah, as well, he's, isn't he's he? He's getting excited.
6: He is yeah. he's so well, beautiful. They're easy to locate. It's mm. it's a it's a process called triangulation. So you need another person there. You need two torches. Um two two of the people kind of you you walk at right angles to each other. Right? And then you just um, where where the actual uh, lights meet up, yep. where your torch lights meet up. That's usually where the little
2: ah. printer
6: is. And then uh, that they usually, the burrows about a twenty cent piece. They burrow down to about a foot, but they don't burrow down straight. They follow the path of least resistance. There's roots and little rocks and things like that. So they usually it's, so don't go down with a shovel straight away. It's it's usually a bit of a myriad of, um, of a, of a burrow. Little network, yeah. Mm. And so the boy the boy calls, and they're calling now, and they call in this symphony, united symphony. And they have to echo, they have to get out there because the girls are all up on the dry Bankshire Jarrow woodland and that's where they live because people often will call, oh, I've been in the garden and mm. I dug down, I'm in the middle of the dry it, and I, and I dug up this frog and this is where they live most of the year. And what they're doing is they're eating whilst you're sleeping, they're creeping and they're eating <laughs> things that you call pests. They eat snails, they eat Don- cockroaches and all kinds of beetles and things. Doing the work for us. Doing the hard yards. Yeah. Slaters, they love slaters. Yeah you a good so thing. They, they oh, do he's, that. Because when they call... He's
1: getting frisky in there. Isn't he? <laughs>
6: is he? I'm getting frisky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it just
0: takes a little bit of slater talk and
2: have <laughs> got I'm a um And Johnny's off. If you've got a
1: frog question this morning, we're very lucky to have Johnny in here yeah. with us. So give us a call or a text. The call number, phone number is 1300 seven 720. The old call number. And the call. text is
2: call opal. or moan moan yeah. at us. Give us your best frog moan. That'd make for some interesting radio. Mm. Wow! So there's there's actually a great there's an app now, isn't there? Yep. Or they, and there's a fabulous CD. If you're not sure which frog you've got, there's a you can get frog calls to mm. identify which frog you have.
6: Yeah, the frog app. Frog the frog idea. app. She's yep. going to be on the second of May yep. in Western Australia. Um, I was at the Darling Hills Naturalist Club. wasn't I was dressed for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but boom, they boom. they were they're an amazing they're an amazing group. They yeah. have um, they have sections. They have, it's a full night. It's a full night starts from seven thirty goes right through to nine fifteen. I went until nine thirty or something. And they, at the start of it, there's there's a kids' corner, and it was it was a great way of the baton being handed down. From to the, the elders next, to yeah, the next generation, yeah. Yeah. so they run this, this this particular part of the workshop or meeting. And there's kids. There was one young lady that was um, doing an introduction to the Frog ID app, and then there was another little fella who was doing, um, talking about ants and different insects, and the just the just looking at these young people being able to impart that knowledge onto these older people. The place was crowded; it was packed, mm. and. Um, they, they had all kinds of activities for these young people and it's probably the first club I've seen that is actually engaged and taken on young people, young mm. kids, the, which you is where videos, we need to go. Serena, yeah,
0: just, yeah, Johnny, a bit of love for you on the text actually bringing that up from Rachel, who was there last night, who ah. says went to the nice, talk Rachel. with Johnny last night. It was fantastic, uh, and she's talking about watching uh, one of the one of them bur- burrowing live last night and saying she was surprising about how quick that burrowing kind of happened. Yeah. That's because yeah.
2: they've got them there burrowing legs. <laughs> burrowing legs. And if you look
6: at the eyes on that. Yeah, I oh,
2: know. How could you not but love it? You,
6: you look at the... There's some of them have got horizontal Cute. slits. Some of them have got vertical slits. They're all different. Some of them have got... You can see their ears. Yeah. They all, all have good hearing, good sight. They can't smell that well. They're, they're, they're built for... Um, and they breathe mainly through their skin. They're, they're um, probably the closest thing we have to an alien on this planet.
1: yeah. Not everybody is enjoying this conversation. Soph has sent it a text <laughs> oh, saying, sorry. I have a fair dinkum phobia of frogs. I'm ah. absolutely terrified. Yeah. Wow. Like the way people are scared of spiders, this conversation is making me shudder. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Soph. Sorry. We should move on anyway to some phone calls yes, because let's the take phone a couple of calls. is blowing up. So we've got uh, Maria in Melville. Good morning, Maria. Oh, Good morning. Um, I've got a
4: absolute orange tree in the backyard and the, the, the fruit is splitting open. Quite a few have fallen off. I'm giving it plenty
2: of water. I wonder why it's doing that. Ah, well, it's doing it because it's had plenty of water, Maria. So the blood oranges, they start forming, you know, six months ago. Yeah. And we had that, we had the, um, some quite heavy rainfall in summer. Yeah. And what happens is when citrus makes its skin, the cells that make the skin, they make the skin according to how big they think the fruit will be because of the amount of water that it's had so far. Oh so oh, oh, <laughs> I'll just move. Um,
0: the frog's jumping oh, hello. around. Hello. Oh, we've hello. lost one. Oh, well, he's oh. jumped, into he jumped out the frog
1: on the loose in the studio
2: just um, like I said would happen it was and one no of the one little ones. To me. Um, no I can see him um, anyway back to your <laughs> bladder orange he's he's um, never it's, it's a little children, squelching honey. frog he's <laughs> just in here um, so that determines <laughs> what oh he's come out the other side now it's, it's determined what size it's going to get. Um,
0: (laughs) I'm not moving my feet because it's just jumped down off the desk onto the floor. We caught the frog.
2: Johnny got the frog. Um, According to how much rain it had in the early development of the fruit. Now, there's nothing you can do about it, okay? There's nothing you can do about that, Charlotte. It's all right. Charlotte's Sorry, beside herself Maria. here. Oh. Sorry, um, you we're a bit distracted there. <laughs> uh and and a lot of people are gonna have that problem this year because we got that heavy summer rain.
4: Okay. So um I, I have kind of stopped um watering on it because thinking it's getting too much should i still let it have the normal watering system
2: yeah 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 because it's already mm, the damage is done basically so okay yeah
4: there's a few oranges left and they're not going to open
2: anymore (laughs) no 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 you'll be fine the same things happened to my blood orange
4: yes oh thank you very much i I had conflicting some people
2: were saying, oh, too much water, some not enough. And I thought, I'd better ask the lady who knows. Yeah. She knows all. <laughs> well done, Maria. Well Thank done,
0: you. Maria. How good was that? That little fella just jumped out mid-call. We've is got our a- cute? And then he went down into the cabling system where yeah. all the, the kind of network is to make all this run. But we've mm. got him and he's safe. Hey, a few uh, frog queries coming through on the text, sure. Johnny. Uh, this one says, can you tell me what this frog is, him and heaps of his mates, We've used the word invading my house. Take a look at this.
2: house? Wow. They must be worse at yeah, house clean, cleaning frogs. than I am. Yep. Motorbike
0: frogs. Yeah, they're yeah. Ring, ding, ding, ding,
1: ding,
2: ding, ding. Well, they sort of do that, go, meh, 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 They're probably nyep, the most nyep.
6: common uh, frog that we get. Okay. Just they're a large frog. They're, they're one of the only tree frogs. There's three tree frogs we have in the southwest. We've got little slender tree frog and we've got the motorbike frog. The motorbike frog is able to... Um, probably traverse lots of distances is there a, does she have a problem with them it just basically-
0: says they keep inviting her house and the picture there is that frog on a door handle to oh. i think maybe one of the bedrooms or something <laughs> well, so is there a tip kisses- for getting them out of the house um, Close you gotta, the windows. <laughs>
2: yeah. If you go to the Kimberley, when you go to the toilet in the Kimberley, there's always at least that's another motorbike frog. There's a lot of pictures of motorbike frogs coming in, Johnny. That one's not. Um, up in the... Yep, that's the motorbike.
6: That's not me making that sound, by mm. the way.
2: <laughs> you hungry? <laughs> <laughs>
6: That's
0: so a motorbike frog. So yeah. that's what she's hearing in her house pretty often. Mm. Okay.
2: Well, that's such a cool shot. There's a motorbike frog on top of the it the looks like. A, yeah, the
0: door yeah. handle.
6: That's,
0: yeah. yeah. There you go. And June just wants to know, how do we know the difference if you're just listening between a frog and a mole cricket? Oh. Are they really similar?
6: <laughs> Look, they, they can be. There is a certain frog called the uh, sand frog that sounds a lot like a, uh, sounds like, a, lot like a frog, but... The, the mole crickets will usually cook, call during the summer when the sprinklers are on, only mm. for a few hours. Yeah. When the frogs are into their, you know, breeding time, they, um, they will call all night.
0: You're very talented. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but that app, get, getting that app for the frog noises is great. You can get it for birds as well.
6: Beautiful. Yes. Mm. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Bit of, bit
6: of nature in your pocket.
2: It's a marvellous thing. Apps.
6: There's, spider rap. there's a spider mm. rap out now.
2: Spiders rap, don't they? So there's spider raps. Oh. Yeah, they could say sing at night. People don't know that. Only you <laughs>
1: <laughs> talk to the animals and the plants. <laughs> We've got Anna-Marie in Brookvale who's been waiting very patiently on the line. Hi, Anna-Marie. Good morning, everyone. Morning. What
4: can um, we do for you? Well, I'd like to know... I. I Last year, I didn't get anything from my citrus trees because of the, the fruit flies. I yeah. didn't get anything, not even one. Um, oh. Last year was the first year it was bearing fruit, and I missed out. This year, um, the one, uh, two, two of the mandarin trees have all been stung, every single mm. one, yeah. So I went out with little plastic bags, freezer bags, and tied them around every single fish. Mm. I'm fed up. Yeah. So is this going to work? Or is no. they going to go bad inside? That
2: That is the worst thing to do because you don't ever wrap uh, fruit around plastic and you can get rotting. So yeah. what you have to do with fruit fly is a multi-pronged attack. You need to put in traps. You need to bait and then you need to net the whole tree. And, and it's un- too late now. Yeah, yeah, it's too late now. So, Anna-Marie, oh. you need to take any of the affected fruit, put it in a black plastic bag and leave it out in the sun and cook it. Um, do not bury the fruit because you just, um, the the whole life cycle will start all over again. Or you can put it in a bucket full of water with some detergent in it and leave it to soak but it ferments and gets really smelly so wrapping it in a black plastic bag all the stung fruit leaving it out in sun make sure it's completely tied off um and don't have a labrador because they'll go for the bag um I'll i'll freeze them freezing them's great Yep. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a fantastic method of killing the fruit fly larvae. But yeah, it's a multi pronged uh, attack baiting, okay. trapping, and netting.
1: Thanks very much, Anna Marie. Let's jump over to Frank in Moucher. Good morning, Frank.
3: Oh, good morning. Morning, Frank. How are you, Sabria? Extremely well.
0: Good on you. We're
3: surrounded
2: by frogs, no doubt. Ah! Indeed. Well, I've yeah, got my please. little Johnny Frog here.
0: <laughs> oh, lovely. Couple of princes too. My yeah. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got some lip work done. <laughs> um,
3: my lemon tree just got it fruited up, and it's got lemons on it about as big as ping pong balls or a bit bigger, and yeah. it just died. And I think there's some green wood still left, like further down the tree, but. It just, you know, nothing changed, the watering regime. It's on a bit of irrigation, not much. But it, it's always been happy, but um, I'm not sure whether it usually fruited, you know, in the early part of the year and, and whether that had something to do with it. But is there anything I can do to try and rescue it? Uh, is there
2: cracking in the bark down the base of the tree? No. No no peeling bark?
3: Can't see any. That looks pretty healthy, all the graft area. Actually, that area looks quite green still, but it's just for the tree. When you look at it, it just looks dead.
2: Okay, well, there's something definitely happening at root zone area, I would suggest. Uh-huh. Prune it really, really hard. Yep. Dig it up. Really? Yeah, how big is it?
3: Oh, it's, um, yeah, I suppose it's about two inches around the base. Right. Like uh, across the base, diameter two inches.
2: Yep. Yep, dig it up.
3: Yep. And
2: replant it in a hole where you've prepped with really good stuff.
3: Right. Okay.
2: And then make sure you use a wetting agent so the so the the soil absorbs water. Frank.
3: Yeah. Right. okay. Yeah. Yep. That's your and, best bet. Okay. And another question: I've got all my veggie seedlings up. I'm just wondering when uh, they've been up about. They were planted about ten days ago, so they're mm. just sprouting through. What, when can I start putting liquid fertilizer and increased sun on them? Now. Right.
2: Yeah. Okay. Go Great. for it, Frank. That's your weekend chore.
3: Got a few of them to do, I
2: do.
3: <laughs> Thank you very well much.
2: Well done. Thanks, Frank. Good on you. Debbie is
1: in Upper Swan. Hi, Debbie. G'day. Hi, Debbie. Good morning,
4: Sabrina. How are you? Good. Hey, um, just a quick question. We've got a mango tree that's really, really tall. We've just had a beautiful year of fruit off it. Mm-hmm. but I'd like to prune it so we can get to the fruit right at the top.
2: Absolutely. Go for it. How do we do it? Okay, well you may but need don't play a, with a saw. No, nah, well you a hand saw, a hand saw, Debbie. Not a. Actually, at the show, I saw this fantastic little chainsaw. I was very tempted. Yeah, only a <laughs> uh, a little chainsaw and a battery, so light to use. I do like a good prune. You do. Um so you can use a handsaw but you can take you know all the mango growers will they'll take up to 50% off their trees. So you can you can do it now before the cold sets in. Um or you can wait until spring.
4: Oh, kidoki, so what's best?
2: Well, I'd be doing it now because we're going to have warm weather for the next couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah,
4: good. Yep. Um so you say fifty percent.
2: Well, you don't so have that, to take, but I'm saying you can take yeah. up to fifty percent off.
4: So I was going to like the trunk, but then do you prune their branches, like the yeah. foliage branches, yeah. like
2: yeah, 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 absolutely. You can go but all I'm around not too the tree. Scared. No, fear not, Debbie. You can't go wrong pruning. Well, some people do. But if you don't take, if you're a bit worried about taking that much off, just take a third off all the branches. Okay. And if there's any branches that are thin and not very healthy, take them off altogether. But Uh you won't, you won't, you're not going to damage the plant. It'll love you for it. You'll get better quality fruit. No worries. So, so get your little handsaw out. Leave the chainsaw in the shed, mm-hmm. and away you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and is
4: it too late to plant garlic this weekend?
2: Or no. Not? No, because, again, we've had warm weather. So it keeps vampires
6: away too. It mm. does. It does. We don't have any vampires yep. <laughs> around <us>. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Just you, Johnny. All no well, right, thank
2: you very much for that. Okay, um, thanks, Debbie. Okay, thank you. Thank
0: you, Bye. Debbie. Hey, um, Heidi in up wants to know, Johnny, uh, she says she has a, uh, a pond three metres in diameter by one foot. I like that she's used two kind of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two different forms of measure there. Thank you. Uh, anyway, just wants to say it's full of, um, it's full of tadpoles, hundreds of them, uh, the motorbite tadpoles, but they never turn into frogs and they eat all the pond weed and she wants to know uh, maybe why and also is it okay to just give them some lettuce as well?
6: Yeah, people do give them boiled lettuce. The thing with tadpole development is um, they have indicators. So there's sunlight, there's water temperature, and there's also a decrease a combination of the both. There's, usually, it's brought on by decreasing water levels, and that's the thing that triggers the, the metamorphosis to occur. And so, uh, what's happened is you've either it could be too shady as well. So there's there's a few things there, but mainly if you keep the water levels at the same, the tadpoles don't get the triggers um, to. Go into the next stage. So temperature, as well as declining or increasing water temperature, as well as declining water.
2: So <laughs> do they stay teenagers forever?
6: They'll stay like that. Uh, we tucker for birds, like mm. right, Peter Pan kind of vibe. Mm. Yeah. Um, do
2: people boil lettuce?
6: People boil lettuce; it just breaks down the out of the outer tissue, and then the tatties come through. Oh. Come through and eat. Mm. So
2: Yum. Can't um, they? What's wrong with them? Why don't they just
6: raw lettuce? Oh, you could put raw, raw lettuce in and that's, that's what they do. I'm not into keeping and, and doing, feeding animals because... Uh, just I let the nature just, do its work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it, it has a carrying capacity and what you're doing essentially is actually increasing the carrying capacity and you're causing an imbalance. Mm. And motorbike frogs are one of those things that, you know, it's it's good to have frogs in your garden, but the motorbike frogs are probably like the robins and ravens of the world. And so the big animals are actually, they go to 100 millimetres, mm. and um, and so they're a big frog and they eat the other frogs out. of uh, out. So they out-compete. They're able to relocate. They have, they're, they're just a, a big generalist kind of frog that is able to um,
0: bully yeah. its yeah, way. Yeah, well, and- just on that, this texture in Stone says, if I need to attract the smaller frogs that you were talking about being so important, Johnny, uh, and get more of those in rather than the big fellas, how do I create an environment that will allow that to happen?
6: Uh, there is a, a a boggy kind of substrate uh, garden that you can. I have um, I've actually just created a Facebook page, and I can provide that information. Cool. I have a little handout. Um, it just gives you all the dimensions and the design. Mm. So mm. that's probably the better way. It's a boggy kind garden. So what's kind of the
2: what's important. the page then?
6: So oh. Johnny's Frogs. Uh, f- the Frog Doctor. <laughs> the, the Frog, frog Doctor. doctor. So, frog. Yeah, I just got it done the other day. Thank nice. you very much, there, Josh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I. Um so, yeah, it's just about mimicking what the natural ecology... And that's, this is my take-home point. If you want to attract any animal to your garden, just learn about the ecology of the animal. You know, like bandicoots, et cetera, they need, they need things to eat, they need things to shelter with, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, putting a, a, a system of sedges as well as um, some, some regalias... In to, so that animals can, can make their runnels and as well as uh, where they can dig up their insects for, for tucker. Um, that's the thing you've got to do. You've got to actually look into the, the ecology and just get into the zone of the animal. Mm. So it's not all about frogs. It's, it's about other things. Um, that's my point mainly is to...
1: Just a couple of minutes left on Roots and Shoots. Let's see if we can get at least one more call in. Judy in Nedlands, good morning.
4: Good morning, all. Good
1: morning. morning. And um, I have a,
4: a carry-on from last week, Sabrina. Yeah. I rang. I rang about my passion vine mm-hmm. that is magnificent and covered in beautiful flowers, but no fruit. Mm. And you suggested I check the pollen, mm. and there is no pollen.
2: Ah. So your passion fruit vine is producing flowers that doesn't have any pollen, therefore you're not going to get any fruit. Now, I don't know why this is happening more and more and more, and we get so many calls, don't we, that yeah. people mm. ring in about they've got a magnificent-looking passion fruit. So I don't know if it's a virus that's going through or if it's because you know lots of the, fruit is, lots of the passion fruit vines are cloned. I'll have to. We'll have to look into that a little bit more with the ag department. They may have a few clues.
0: Okay. Just um, in the last minute, I'm going to tear through a couple of texts. Henry, apricot tree, prune it now. How much?
2: Uh, Yep. And well, I'd wait until winter with apricots, but you you can take a third off.
0: And JT in North Beach, is it the right time to start the fruit fly attack for stone fruit? (laughs)
2: Well, your stone fruit should be just about finished. Mm. Look, you have to do fruit fly control 12 months of the year because they're there 12 months of the year.
0: There you go. So... Mm.
2: Very sorry to Marie
1: and Kaz, who we won't have time to get to this morning, but we'll do our best to take your calls tomorrow because mm. we'll be back at Fairbridge Festival. Next oh, yeah, next week. Next
6: week. Yeah, next week. yeah. fantastic. Be
1: fun. Looking forward to that. Johnny, thank mm. you so much for joining thank us this morning. Thanks, Sabrina, thank you for joining us my this pleasure. morning. Jamie, it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, always. Thank you.
1: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. You're on Saturday Breakfast. Enjoy what's left of your day.